0: this is Chris. Hope you're doing well and welcome to Popcorn Finance where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. I appreciate you coming back and joining us again and today I'm joined by Gabby Lavera. She is an editor with Credit Karma. How's it going, Gabby? It's
1: going pretty good. How about you, Chris?
0: I'm doing good. Doing good on this very warm Friday uh, afternoon down here in, uh, in LA.
1: That's fantastic. We are joining you from sunny San Francisco, a rare day without fog. We're pretty excited about it.
0: I love it up there. Yeah, yeah, I'm very envious of that weather. (laughs) And you know, for the people out there who are listening, who don't even know what Credit Karma is, would you mind giving them a little bit of background on the company?
1: Yeah, definitely. So Credit Karma is a technology company based out of San Francisco. And I think people mostly know us for our free credit scores, but we actually do a ton of different things like free tax filing. You know, you should start thinking about taxes now, even though that's (laughs) not till March, given those pro tips for personal finance. We also do identity monitoring. We have an auto hub. We have uh, a way to claim unclaimed money that the state might have for you. There's so many cool things that Credit Karma has. And I'm not just saying that because I work for them. Like, I actually (laughs) really like them.
0: Oh, well, nice, nice. Thanks for that background. And, you know, in addition to being an editor, you know, Gabby, she's a personal finance expert. But what I found very interesting as well was that you have a background in biological anthropology. Which Google tells me <laughs> is scientific <laughs> discipline concerned with biological and behavioral aspects of human beings. Is that is that is that all right? Did I Google the right thing?
1: Yes, you googled the one hundred percent right thing. Um, it's really funny that you say that because I actually am more interested in dead people as opposed to live people <laughs> in my past. So there was a lot of uh, there's a lot of skeletons, which is pretty cool, but probably not what your listeners want listen <laughs> to listen <laughs> to.
0: Well, you know, um, well, I was gonna say we're all gonna die, so but that's a little dark. So I wanna <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. The only two things that are that are certain are death and taxes, right?
0: Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but you know, for I'm sure you looked at living people at some point uh, and <laughs> during your studies.
1: <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs>
0: And which I think will come in handy because we're going to talk about an article that was on Credit Karma. Uh, it was written by Tim Devaney. And it was about a study that found that 40% of millennials, they spent money they didn't have or went into debt to keep up with their peers, which I think is not surprising because I've, I've definitely been there. And I think it's something that I think most people deal with this. I mean, according to the study, I guess almost half of all people deal with this. So uh, would you mind telling us a little bit more about, about this article and the study?
1: Yeah, definitely. So Credit Karma is always talking to its members. And one of the things that we kept hearing is that people kind of have this keeping up with the Joneses tendency. And so we thought we should definitely commission a survey to see what's going on and see if there's anything we can do to help people. So we and a partner of ours surveyed uh, around a thousand people um, and we discovered and we we focus mostly on millennials. But I think that this this topic um, that we call fear of missing out or FOMO for all you young folk out there, (laughs) I think that that's something that applies to a lot of people. Right. In past generations, it was keeping up with the Joneses. If you're into old German philosophers, Thorstein Veblen. <laughs> it was conspicuous consumption. But this is this is something that affects a lot of people. And one of the one of the really chilling things I think about this is a lot of people are already in debt. So our average member at Credit Karma, who's a millennial, has $46,713 in debt already on average. And that wow. can come from a variety of sources, right? Like student loans and mortgages. So then to add FOMO spending on top of that, it's pretty scary.
0: Oh yeah, it is. And you know, I'm happy you mentioned that too, because I think sometimes we all think our situation is unique and that we don't have debt, but I think that goes to show that, you know, Most people are dealing with debt, and this is not something that's unique to each of us. And uh, I found that in 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 the article in the study that was put out there, uh, it mentioned that twenty seven percent of millennials they felt uncomfortable just saying no at all if a friend brought it up. If this is something that's so common, I think this fear that we have to talk about things is kind of unfounded because you know chances are your friends are probably dealing with the same situation and just not telling you either.
1: Yeah, seventy three percent of people who went into debt for FOMO spending just kept it a complete secret, and that's. Such a bummer. And I think that this is something that a lot of people in personal finance, but especially Credit Karma wants to work on is dispelling kind of this taboo around talking about money. We would all be way better off if we were upfront with people about what our situations were. I want you to imagine that your friend said to you like, hey, man, thanks for inviting me to the music festival, but I don't have enough money. What would you do, Chris?
0: I don't think I would mind. It wouldn't bother me. Right.
1: Exactly. I think that if if it, if it did bother you then you probably weren't a really good friend to begin with.
0: No, no. You know, it's not not his fault that are their fault that they can't afford it. It's no big deal.
1: Exactly. So this is one of the things that we wanted to accomplish with this study is bring bringing this kind of um, scary secretive spending out into the open and just have a conversation about it.
0: Yeah. You know, I've talked about that a few times with some other guests on the show. It's like the fact that we're all afraid to talk about these things just builds up these walls and it just leaves us all kind of isolated in our own worlds here. And we all think we're just struggling on our own. But. I think having the courage to step out and and just tell someone, you know, hey, I I can't afford this or, you know, this is my situation with debt right now. I think we'll find out that most people are, you know, understanding and they they get it because most people have debt and we're all trying to do better and, and deal with these things the best we can.
1: Yeah. And one of the things that the study brings up is that the reason this type of debt is so insidious is because it just it comes out of people's desire to be liked. So 36 percent of people spend money that they don't have because they're afraid they won't be included in a future activity. 27 percent don't want to feel like an outsider. 26 percent don't want to lose friends and 23 percent don't want to be judged. You know, it, it really just comes down to people wanting to be included and being part of their little human herd.
0: Yeah, and that's, I think that's the fear is that you don't want to be left out because you feel like once you say no, maybe the invitations will stop coming your way and, and no one wants to be kind of isolated.
1: No, but there are things that you could do. So maybe uh, you get invited out somewhere. Maybe you get invited to a concert and you can't go. So one of the things that you could do is say, hey, man, I can't I can't make it. But if you want, you can come over and here you insert some sort of activity that is free or low cost. So maybe say like we can have a game night or we can do a picnic in the park. Or we can go for a nice walk in a nearby natural area.
0: That's great. Given given alternatives. I've heard it someone suggest before. It's like, you know, you kinda of, you kinda of beat your friends to the punch before they have a chance to ask you to do something that's gonna cost money, maybe throw out some options that are free. So that way, you know, it's not like you're you're not rejecting their offer. You're giving the option first that's that's free and it's gonna fit into your budget.
1: Yeah, no, that's a great idea. And actually if you want more ideas for alternatives of, of free things you can do, you can head over to Credit Karma's thirty day debt loss challenge online. Um if you want, I can send that to you so it can be in your show notes.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Please send that over. I'd love to be able to share that resource with everyone.
1: Fantastic. So, yeah, so there's there's a lot of different free alternatives you can you can use. I think another thing that that the study hits on is that you should just be honest with your friends and (laughs) your family. Hopefully you can trust them to not drop you like a hot potato. (laughs) Another thing that you can maybe do is you could commit to a money free weekend. Um, This is actually something that I tried in January, except I called it no spenduary. (laughs) <laughs> Where I actually spent the entire month, I only spent money on things that were essential. So rent, food, medication, um, insurance, all those things that like you, you have to spend money on. But I didn't spend any money, anything extra. So like I already had a Netflix subscription. So I didn't go to the movies, right? But I did spend money on the Netflix subscription. There's all sorts of ways you can you can really cut your spending. But you could also just try it out for a weekend, just to see how it goes. Yeah,
0: no, I really like that. You know, I've I've been inspired because I just finished reading uh, The Year of Less by Kate Flanders, and oh, so it's such a good right, isn't it? like I, I like I finished reading it, and then like I had like a pile of stuff I was getting rid of in my floor. I was like super, <laughs> I was, like super motivated. <laughs> but you know, I, I I really like the idea of taking the time out to you know maybe. Give yourself a break on, on the spending side of things, because, I mean, it's not necessarily going to help you with the FOMO situation. But I think it will give you maybe a better understanding of yourself and give yourself a break from just feel like you're consuming all the time.
1: I totally agree. I think that I mean, not to get too political, but I think that America, it's we're very capitalist culture and we're very focused on spending and consumerism. And I think just taking a break from that and kind of like resetting, I think is like it's it feels really good good like you feel like a little bit like you've meditated for an entire weekend
0: yeah it's a, it's a financial cleanse you give your system exactly. time to clear out a little bit all right so gabby before before we go i want you to, to give me give me one of your recommendations of something that you enjoy doing that doesn't really cost a lot of money
1: Ooh, that's a good question that i wasn't prepared for but <laughs> but that's okay because one of the things the thing that i'm actually planning on doing this weekend is I just got a stack of books. And one of my favorite things to do is actually read the first chapter of like three or four books and then decide what's the best book. And then I go through and I just read the entire (laughs) thing in a sitting.
0: And just just go ahead and just rush through the whole thing. You read the whole thing. I just
1: rushed the whole thing. I like I I have like little reading marathon weekends. And I'm really excited because normally I have to do like a million things every weekend. Like next weekend, my boyfriend's coming to visit. And the weekend after that, my parents are coming to visit. And the weekend after that, some other people are coming to visit. So there's going to be a lot of cleaning. So I'm really looking forward to a weekend where I talk to no one, which (laughs) might only sound appealing to introverts, but you you hear me out there if you're an introvert.
0: I'm right with you. I, I that sounds like a, that sounds like actually like a good idea. And you know, you can go to the library, you can pick up a book for free. This doesn't have to cost you at all. You don't have to even feel pressure to to buy a new book. There's a lot of ways to to get something that you enjoy reading for free. So, make it just a, a nice free weekend overall.
1: You're you're clearly a FOMO avoiding champ.
0: <laughs> and I'm also cheap, so I know all the t- <laughs> I know a lot of cheap things that I can do.
1: Cheap in a good way.
0: In a good way, you know. But it's frugal, I'll say that.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can put that in your dating profile. I'm cheap in a good way.
0: <laughs> my, my wife will love that.
1: Uh, so yeah
0: <laughs> so, uh, you know, I really appreciate you being here and, and tell us a little bit more about uh, this really interesting piece uh, that was written by Tim Devaney. So before we go, if people want to learn more about you and your reading marathons and kind of just follow it, what it is that you're doing, where's a good place from the, uh, to get in touch with you?
1: So you can actually find me on Twitter. I'm at mucho caffeine. If you if you want to find me, that's because I'm Hispanic and I really like caffeine.
0: <laughs> well, that make, that makes perfect sense. And <laughs> actually, a really great handle. I love I love that Twitter handle. <laughs> well, thank you. I'll definitely I'll put that in the uh, in the show notes so that way everyone can everyone can reach out to you and uh, and get in contact with you because I think you brought up some really great points and maybe some people want some of your your techniques, some of your tips on uh, on saving some money and uh, really just enjoying not spending money and taking a little break from, uh, from just dumping it out there into the uh, into the streets so thank you again Gabby.
1: Thank you so much Chris.
0: big thanks again to Gabby Lapera from Credit Karma for joining me and you can find links to the article that we discussed today as well as links to everything else we talked about in the show notes by going to popcornfinance.com/88 as i mentioned in last week's episode i was holding a giveaway to give away a free amazon kindle but I didn't think about the fact that, as of right now, when I'm recording this outro, I don't know who the winner is because the giveaway is still currently going on because it's it's running all the way through to the very end of the day on Sunday. So I won't know until early Monday who actually won this thing. So I can't even announce it yet because this episode has to go out well before I'll actually know. But if you go and follow me on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, I'll be announcing the winner there. So just search for Popcorn Finance on any of those platforms and you'll be able to find me. In advance, I just want to say thank you to all of you who took time to enter into the giveaway. I wish I had more of these to, to give away. I just have one, uh, but I really hope that the winner is going to enjoy this. I know I enjoy my Kindle. It's, it's one of the things that's helped me get through my reading challenge this year. But all is not lost, so for those of you who didn't win the Kindle, I'll have something special coming up next week. So we're going to want to tune in to next week's episode. Maybe another thing I'll be giving away. I'll just I'll just leave it at that. So come back next week and find out what it is. As always, I appreciate you coming back here and joining me for another bag of popcorn. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week and I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, boy, keep it popping like Mary Poppins.